It's February and we're in a whole new vibe. Welcome to the Age of Aquarius. While it may not be all fun and games this month, it's definitely going to be interesting. Let's look at the February energy report to see what's new, what's coming up, and what you can expect. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. January is not really over, nor is 2020, because we still have the remnants of that energy signature playing in the background, like that annoying song you hear on the radio and then you hum it to yourself all day long. February does bring in a welcome rush of Aquarian energy, which means it's bold, brash, and daring us to embrace our highest potential. And interestingly enough, it's a repeat of the energy of February 1962, which had the Sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn in Aquarius at nearly the same degrees that they are today. History does repeat itself, but with free will and energetic sovereignty, the outcomes can be different today. You are your past, but your future does not have to become a mirror of the past. That's one theme of February's energy. Your past is part of you, and you can't escape it, but you can avoid repeating it, and this month gives us that opportunity. Not just this month, though, the entire year because of the Saturn-Uranus square that is active all year long. This aspect is going to play out as the past in a tug of war with the present, and we have the final choice over which energy will win out. Aquarius is a sign of community, it's also the sign of social conscience, collaboration, and working together to improve the global condition. What are we going to do differently today than we did in the past? And how are we going to implement those changes? We're seeing that happening now as vast communities are coming together to change the workings of government, the financial system, and corruption, but not by revolting, which is 3D dense energy but by rewriting the rules of engagement. This is the new paradigm for humanity, and it's going to have a stronger presence in the coming months as we see the unfolding of 5D and its energies of connection, community, collaboration, cooperation, and creativity. You may want to write those seeds down because you're going to see a lot of that coming up as we move from the Capricorn 2020 energy into the Aquarian 2021 energy. 
As we enter February, we're still hearing the echoes of the January 25th full moon that we all felt as a call to start making changes in our individual and collective reality. Now we can answer that call as we are feeling more empowered and less overwhelmed. Saturn-Pluto conjunctions are like the tuba in the orchestra. They provide a great emphasis, but they aren't as compelling, interesting, or pleasant when they're drowning out the rest of the instruments. February opens with the Mercury retrograde, and before you say, oh no, normally this would be a limiting factor, except it's an Aquarius, so it's highlighting the energy of the other planets in that sign. And while we think of Mercury and its three or four retrogrades as being inconveniences that interfere with communications and travel, Mercury rules karma and our place in the world. So it has a greater and farther reaching effect on us and our daily lives than we give it credit for. The normal Mercury retro warnings apply here. Double check communications and travel times. Watch where you put important items like your keys. And don't start important projects now as they'll probably have to be redone. Now, let's face it, Mercury is in pre-retro, retro, and post-retro shadow for at least 32 weeks a year. That's a long time to not start new projects. So give yourself some leeway. Double check everything. Read the fine print when Mercury is retrograde. And leave some room for a do-over, an adjustment, or a reconsideration, because that will probably happen. Even though we are in the Aquarian age, and Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which is the sign of the rebel, this is not the time to be the rebel or the revolutionary. We are in the throes of the full 3D, 5D ascension integration. So everything will have a 5D signature, and those energies are creativity, collaboration, community, connection, and cooperation. We can still create the transformation, but not by opposing the dark because that isn't necessary. All we have to do is shine our lights to make the darkness irrelevant. While looking for a complementary energy cycle, I noticed that in February 1962, we had the same Aquarius alignment that included Mars in Aquarius. As I said earlier, Sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn were all in Aquarius. And they are pretty much at the same degree as they are today in February 2021. And there was a revolution then. It was called Camelot. And John and Jacqueline Kennedy were at the helm. It was not to last, though. And President Kennedy's brutal and very public assassination brought forward a host of dark energies that have wreaked havoc on the world for nearly 60 years. Now we have the same Aquarius cycle playing again, and it's a whole different world. One where we're connected in many more ways, and we have built strong energetic communities. Where we were in the darkness of 3D density in 1962, because we didn't know any better, we are now fully aware of the 5D light and energy, and we have a new multidimensional capability that allows us to be present and active in very different planes of being. We can coexist in 3D and in 5D. We sure have made a lot of progress since 1962. With the repeat of that energy cycle come many different potentials for changing the outcome. We can bring back the hopeful vision of Camelot and ground it in the reality of the light age, the 3D, 5D ascension integration that is being anchored in more and more awakening hearts and souls every day. February's second theme is transcension, the bridge between density and ascension. 
I refer to this as the 4D bridge, and it's the passageway that takes us from 3D to 5D. This isn't just a movement from one dimension reality to another. We are actually moving into a new plane of existence, which explains why it can be so challenging. So let me explain that plane of existence shift to you. In the dimensional world that we occupy, we have 12 dimensions. But they exist on different planes, so we can't take the express elevator from dimension one to dimension 12, get off, and we are finally there at the penthouse enjoying life with the unicorns and the fairies. That's what a lot of people have told you Ascension is. It's not true. It doesn't work that way. Dimensions one, two, and three exist in one plane of existence. Four is the bridge between that dimensional plane and the next dimensional plane, which is dimensions five, six, and seven. And then eight, dimension eight, is the bridge between that dimensional plane and then nine, 10, 11, and 12 is our final dimensional plane that we can achieve in this particular incarnation. So moving from the third dimension across the 4D bridge to the fifth dimension is actually a big deal because not only are we moving out of pure density, which is dimensions one, two, and three, we are crossing into now a greater expression of light, which starts with the fifth dimension and six and seven. This is why this process gets short-circuited so often and why we sometimes have so many problems with it because we aren't just making this lateral move into a different dimension. We are actually changing that entire plane and moving into a much higher frequency, but a light-based state of being instead of a density-based state of being. Remember this transcension aspect when you're facing a difficult choice, decision, or challenge in February. We don't make huge leaps in transformation. Every transformation is achieved via a series of smaller steps. And these smaller steps are each important because as we go through them, we're doing the energy work, the releases, the shift in our own energy paradigms and things like our belief systems to be able to achieve a greater transformation. February 11th is the Aquarius new moon and it's also the Chinese new year as we move into the year of the ox. It really sets off the Aquarius energy right before Valentine's Day on the 14th. And by the way, if you're celebrating Valentine's Day alone this year, take time to celebrate yourself. Be self-indulgent. Don't wait for someone to do something nice for you or get depressed because no one acknowledges how wonderful you are. Be your own Valentine this year. It's important to your self-esteem and to your energy empowerment. It's also important to set the energy for all your relationships, including romantic ones, even if they haven't manifested yet. When you're confident of your own value, you attract people who mirror that confidence back to you. And on the 27th, we have a full moon in Virgo, which may seem like a little out of place with all this exciting Aquarius energy this month, but don't be fooled. First of all, Virgo is ruled by Mercury, although I think it should be ruled by Chiron. And it's going to expand Mercury's energy and its Aquarius placement, further enhancing that energy into March. Mercury is the first personal planet, and it rules our place in the world. As I said, Mercury rules karma, our interactions with others. Second, 
Virgo is the sign of the healer, and we can express this as the martyred healer or the empowered master. Another choice we have to make this month. Do we martyr ourselves, dim our light, limit our power, and stay in the dark corners of our pain and regret? Or do we shine our lights brightly and step into our empowered mastery? The choice between martyred healer and empowered master is one that's going to allow you to either take off into new potentials or stay where you are and finish the healing work that you think is your obligation and a commitment, especially when that involves other people. Don't underestimate the power or importance of this choice. It's a big one. But only you can decide when you have completion and closure, when your healing is over, and when you decide to be in acceptance and allow other people to complete their healing journeys, either with another teacher or by themselves, but not with you. A final aspect that's in play all month, and in fact all year, is the Saturn-Uranus square. This aspect doesn't have the destructive or transformation power that Saturn-Pluto had in 2020, but it does bring social change. In 1962, Uranus was in Leo, Aquarius' opposite sign. Now, it's in the more altruistic, less self-centered, and more socially aware and community sign of Aquarius. This is the energy of the past in a tug of war with the energy of the present. It's going to bring Aquarius's lofty ideals to the earth and ensure that they are logical and practical while shedding light on Saturn's often secretive power plays. Think of big government and corporate corruption. It's going to bring balance to the changes that are occurring while also expanding opportunities for transformation. This prepares us for more expansion in March and the equinox when our new solar year begins. This is a complicated month. It's complex, a lot of energetic movement, a lot of different things happening all at the same time, but we can handle this. We've gotten through the transformation of 2020, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. We've gotten through a year that no one would have ever thought was possible and that actually feels more like a science fiction novel than reality. I truly believe, and I'm going to stand behind my prediction, that we'll really start seeing some positive shifts in March, and by June, everything returns to normal. Not the new normal, the regular normal that we all want to go back to and that we all really appreciate now that we haven't had it for such a long time. This is a great month to dust off the dreams, power up those visions, check in with yourself, see what was happening when you were much younger and you had big dreams and great aspirations. Before life knocked your feet out from under you, dulled those dreams and you put them in a back corner somewhere, dust those off now, you might have a chance and you may even, I'll say very positively, have a chance to start bringing them back to life and to shedding some light on them and seeing what's possible today. Have a great month. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. 
Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.